Hello, food enthusiasts, and welcome to another episode of the Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Linemiller, your host for today, and I am so thrilled to be interviewing John Cruz. He is the co-founder of Tiffins, and he has a lot of great things to share with us today about his company, how it got founded, and what their mission is today. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you, Pam, for the invite. It's a pleasure and an honor for us to talk about Brazil and our mission to disrupt the B2B in Brazil. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great chat with you today. Yes, I know you're you're so fun to talk to. We talked a little bit before we started this interview and I'm really looking forward to hearing about all the things that are going on, but let's back up a little bit because you are co-founder of this company and tell me a little bit about how that came about and, and what you're looking to do. Absolutely. Well, uh, we are three co-founders and the idea came from my co-founder, Carol. She worked for ExxonMobil, which is a big oil company in the US. And as she worked in the manufacturing plant, they couldn't have um, uh, like, you know, a stove or like, like real food. They, they only had uh, like a microwave to eat some food and so on. And she had some, some friends which were vegetarians and one of them was allergic of gluten. So it was kind of a hassle for them, you know, to have a real good meal in the, in the neighborhood and so on. So she said, well, the consumer, the consumer trend of healthy food is trending. So, and, and it's hard to find. So she, she, she came to me saying, hey, John, I think there's a business opportunity here. You know, there's a lot of people that are veggie, free from, and, and they are suffering to, to find, uh, you know, a good meal and, and nutrition. And I say, well, let's look into it. And then we saw that only 1% of Brazilians' transactions in the B2B are online, which means Brazil, 99% works offline, you know, with sales representatives, Excel sheets, catalogs and PDF. So it's been like this for decades. And, and this, we need technology, you know, to improve the supply chain, to improve the customer experience. That's, we are really focused on the retailer because, you know, our mission is to disrupt the B2B by connecting the suppliers with the retailers. When, when I mean suppliers, I mean wholesalers and industries. Well, let, that's a lot of information. So really, and not it's not unusual that, that a business is comes out of a problem that somebody experienced, like your co-founder, Carol, with the lack of vegan or healthy options at her workplace. And then she said, hey, I think there's an opportunity here. And at, it sounds like as you investigated that, especially where you are in Brazil, in addition to there not being a lot of healthy options there, uh, readily available, you know, where she was, you realize that really technology had not been utilized yet to try to figure out how to source some healthier food. Is that what I'm hearing you? Yeah, not yeah. yeah, not at all. And uh, and then we saw that the problem of the consumer not finding the products. It, it's before you know um, the consumer doesn't find because retailers don't find. So so we thought of let's begin with the retailer first because since retailers can attend many consumers, we're going to have a bigger impact if the retailers purchase and find those products to make it available for the consumers. That, right. That's so our, you were, 
I'm sorry. Yeah, focusing on those, uh, we'll call it like the the bigger fish, I guess would say if you can get to the retailer, they touch a lot of consumers rather than you try to get directly to consumers and all of that, that B to C, you know, business to consumer, that's that's harder in a lot of ways because that that takes a lot more education. But if you can get the product in the retailer, the consumer will find it there. There's other benefits, right? There's credibility if you can get the products at the retailer. Yeah, because we use their credibility and, uh, you know, their logistics. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's some different challenges because since they are used to purchase from offline world, we have the challenge to make them our credibility for the retailers to purchase from us. So that's our main challenge, you know, uh, to, to teach them how to use the technology that we are there to help them. So this is our, our main challenge, I would say. Well, in addition to the whole situation there with those kind of products, and we can come back to that because you're you're entering into really, you saw some other challenges that the retailers were having because they were operating so much offline. Can you talk about what some of those things were that you were able to help with, like in the financing area and, you know, different things like that, that you saw where you could yeah, step yeah. in? Yeah, yeah. So mainly we have three things that makes it different. First of all is... The taxes calculation. In Brazil, we have a, a really um, complex tax system, uh, VAT, I believe it's in English. So uh, every state has different uh, taxes and so on. So we, we made a tool to, out, to, to make it automatic. So industries and wholesalers, when, they, when, when we integrate with their uh, products, we automate. We automate. Uh, we make it automatic for the uh, the VAT to to appear. So that that was the first challenge that retailers find nowadays because yeah. they make it. They make an order, and then the industry sends back you know a note with with the uh, with the VAT and the freight costs. So it's a lot of back and forth. Right. And and that's one of the big challenges, especially in a manual world or an offline world, where if you could automate that, then that would really alleviate a lot of labor exactly. that was involved there. So also in the rest of the supply chain, making it easier. More efficient. Can yeah. you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Well, yeah. so the first of all was the, was the taxes. And then the, the second part was the freight. Since Brazil is a real big country with, uh, you know, continental size, it's a, it's a, it's really um, complex as well. So we we made an integration with a, another startup that solves that problem. So now, when the retailer put something in the cart to purchase, the taxes come right away, and then the freight costs in two or three options comes right away. So in theory, and what we're saying is. We are bringing a B2C experience to the B2B world. Well, now that's an interesting comment. The B2C experience to the B2B world, because you really are, you're, you're getting them the information that they need right when they need it, instead of what you were saying, the problem, the broken part of the system as it exists, probably still a lot in a lot of the country is there's so much back and forth with the, the VAT tax, the, I'll say VAT and VAT taxes and, um, you know, being regionalized and also then the freight coming after. I would think 
from a retailer's perspective, that's a really big reason to do business with you. Yeah, absolutely. Because, it, it, and, you know, the offline is really frustrating because besides, you know, the, the VAT, the, the fright, there's another thing. Uh, industries usually operate through business hours and retailers operate during business hours as well. So they, so they have to negotiate purchase, you know, uh, have a visit of a sales rep while they have customers in the store. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, doing it from nine to six, you need to focus on your stores, your clients, and, and bring a revenue to your store. And then you can go to you can go shopping you know, to restock your, your products afterwards. So that's why our peak of product of order comes from five to nine o'clock at night because it's it's when the retailers close the stores, get home and, and oh, I need that product, I need that supplier, uh, I have a shortage of, of that product. And then they just open up, you know, the web or the app, just put it on the, on the cart. Well, John, that is really important too, because now you're allowing those retailers that are working with you, at least when they need to reorder from you, they can be paying attention to their customers during their hours that they're open. And that manager doesn't have to be back figuring out what inventory needs to be replaced. You can do that after the store's closed or before yeah, the yeah. store opens. Yeah, and, I would and, say and that's a big win. It, it is. And in Brazil, Pam, uh, it's interesting because in the the U.S., it's easier to sell time. I mean, people really know that their time is valuable. Brazil is shifting that now. Uh, so they, they rather sometimes use one hour to negotiate for $10 while using that hour to bring more revenue to the store. So we are shifting. We are making a movement to, to hey, your time is valuable more than, you know, negotiating something different. Well, I think changing those cultural norms is going to be a longer process. I think obviously changing their ability to order quicker is going to be really helpful. Now, what this allows them to do, let, let's talk now about some of the products that you're offering, because I think this is the technology is really great. And, and that is going to save a lot of time and money, honestly, and, and allow them to just move more quickly and, and reorder and pay more attention to their customers. But really your, your mission and your heart from Carol's initial need was to find some healthier food, some vegan food, yeah. uh, non-meat-based, plant-based, and other sources. So dive into that for me and tell me what you're doing in that area as far as the sourcing of products and how that's working. Yeah, well, the healthy Brazil is the fourth largest healthy food market in the world. It's around 20 to $25 billion a year. So it's a real, so it's a real big market. Uh, and when people ask me, hey, John, what do you actually sell? Uh, I say, well, first of all, bulk products like nuts, uh, fruit, um, you know, crystallized fruits, spices, tea, yeah, everything that you can purchase from like 100 grams, one, uh, one pound or, or and, so, and so on. And also more categories that we have free from, like gluten-free, lacto-free and sugar-free products, handicraft products, like from, you know, like a family that has a recipe that's been on the family for years. Uh, they only use two or three ingredients on the chocolate that we call like bean to bar. So they, they go all the way from uh, planting the cacao from you know producing the the, the beans itself the, the the chocolate itself so it's a really uh delicate and handcraft product supplements vitamins um 
what else? V vegan, plant-based, vegetarian, vegan products, cosmetics, uh, natural cosmetics. Uh, we have a little bit of clothing, ESG clothing, but not, not too much yet. But um, we, we want to be the platform that when we talk about the future of food, the future of consumer trends, you know, you're looking to us. That, that's how we position ourselves. Well, that's a lofty goal. And I, the thing that I'm hearing uh, that's really interesting to me is you're not just uh, maybe talking to farmers. And like you said, Brazil is a, a huge source of healthy food, but you're not just talking to farmers. You're also talking to it's it's like you're bringing all these different kinds of healthy foods and supplements and even re recipe, you know, things that are made with a recipe uh, together and providing them a supply chain, an outlet to the retailers. Yeah, because when you think about them, that most of the brands that we have nowadays, they are less than 10 years old. I mean, I, I think I would say like 75% is less than five years old. And when you talk about food industry, that it's only five years old, it's really young. And they suffer with visibility, uh, you know, economies of scale, uh, supply chain, because you know Brazil has a lot of challenges regarding logistics as well. So we want to help them with with those as well, because what we say is we have customers in every state, uh, all of the states, you know, from south to north, east to west, and what we say is focus on your core business, which is to produce, to keep the recipe, and make the goods that you do and then leave the rest to us leave the you know credits for the retailers to us leave the freight the vat calculation uh making orders at night during the weekends so that that that's how we we we, we, we tell them focus on what you're good at and we're going to focus in technology and what we're good at yeah so you're almost offering um a service-based you know because the, the they are able to focus on their passion. A lot of times where smaller companies fail is that they have this product or this service or whatever they want to provide, but it's when they try to scale and provide it to more people or get the education out or the logistics or the advertising, like you're saying about the, the calculating. And uh, that's where they're going to fall down because each one of those smaller individual businesses is going to have to do that for themselves. But you're offering a platform to do it for them. Yeah. yeah, genius. Are there other um, challenges? You mentioned uh, logistics challenges. So do you have your own shipping or freight what, what or do, do you contract with people? We, we take the Excel file that they have with the transport companies and we make it automatic. So when, when, when the customer, when the retailer put the zip code in, we, we, we're going to go to that specific supplier and, and we're going to check that transportation company that he has and we're going to show the price for the for the retailer okay so you've got it all set up to be able to meet the needs of the of the specific places where you're yeah. doing business and then That's we're going to understand great. more you know uh from what places we are selling more and, and then we can come up with more solutions to make it easier and and most important cheaper for the retailers to, to purchase. Mm -hmm. Well, what other challenges are there? So that's that's a big one that you're helping them yeah. well, out with right I, there. I, I, I have a really good one, uh, okay. which is, uh, is about 
trying new things, man, and, and the taste. A lot of people here that, that, that I know, they're not vegan or vegan or veggie or, you know, whatever, or they don't have any free from diets. But when we say that a chocolate is free from sugar, the person look at me, that's ah, not good. Yeah. And then, and then I, I changed my, you know, my, uh, how, how I uh, approach people. I said, try this chocolate. And then when the person said, oh, it's awesome. I said, there's no sugar in it. And, and, and you know, I, I changed how I, uh, I, I approach because I, first I asked them to prove. And then they tell me that's really good. And then I say, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to have sugar in it to be good. Uh, it doesn't need to be from an animal to be good. Uh, and that goes for every product. Yeah, that's not only in Brazil, John. That's everywhere. People do not want to, if they know it's healthy ahead of time, they they don't want to try it. Uh, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I just, our brain, I think it's a trick from the brain. Uh, yes. When we say that it's healthy or good for the body, I think I, something happens, some chemical happens there that uh, just, just make the it, it taste not that good. I don't know. Well, I think it's just human nature. And when people get used to, uh, we call it comfort food, the food they like and tastes good, usually has a lot of salt and oil and sugar and uh, different things that are not necessarily the best for you when you have them all the time. I, I just think it's human nature, but it's all in the marketing, which is what I heard you say. You shifted it around instead of telling them all about the product and, and how great it is and how healthy it is first, you let them try it at, for themselves, not knowing anything about it. And then you get to, once they say, oh, that tastes good, then you get to say, and there's no sugar in there and it's healthy for you. So that's, that's really, I think you've got a, something going there. That's the way to approach it. And, and it works. It works really, really good. And, and now my Carol is, is my spouse as well. So every time we go out, we usually try a vegetarian meal just to give it a try. Because I think it's good to, to try new things and we should be open to it because technology, oh, you know, I, I read something uh, last year, we, there were $5 billion uh, in apport uh, in food tax company, in technology companies making food, uh, you know, bringing technology, artificial intelligence or new machines or to make artificial food and like plant-based food better. So I think they, they can really surprise people what well, you know with the product they are they are doing. So that's why we usually try new things. That's, well, that's one, um, a challenge that would I would like for our audience to give it a try. One thing that you do have in your favor is that in general people are paying more attention now than ever before to what they're eating. They are becoming more concerned and interested to find out what's in their food and that's all a positive i would say for your business model because that's just going to help you uh, get buy-in from the people so that they will buy some of the products of course they don't know tiffins is providing all these healthy products at the retailer it's it's labeled something else you're just allow you know enabling the products yeah. to get from their source to the store by coordinating. I mean, that's what your business model is to coordinate all of that. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say that the consumer, yeah. it, you know, it pulls the trend because it's going to go in the retailer for a meal or to purchase a vitamin or supplement. And the retailer is going to say, hey, I don't have any plant-based. I don't have that. And he's going to say, well, I need something because a lot of people are asking. And that and, and inevitably, they're going to find us. So, so it's good. I mean, this trend that you just mentioned, it, it's awesome for our business because mm -hmm. it's, you know, uh, and, and I believe that as well. My, uh, my co-founder said that uh, in the future, our grandkids are going to say, hey, you used to kill animals to eat. So we really believe that it's going to be stronger and stronger. And it's in inevitable that people need to be healthier. Well, you have certainly a great mission and you've got a good platform going there in Brazil for what you're doing. There are some challenges, which you've talked about here, but I think the positives outweigh the negatives and, and the challenges. You can overcome those obstacles as you have already. As they come up, you can find solutions to those. Uh, is there anything that we haven't covered as we've, because we've talked about some really interesting things. I'm excited to see what the future of the Brazilian food uh, retailing looks like with you guys getting involved and growing and growing. But uh, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with our audience? I mentioned about the challenge, you know, of the taste and the price. Uh, one thing that I, I, I didn't touch was the price. Since they are really young industries, they don't have that kind of scale. The, the, the market is a bit smaller. So the price, it's a bit, a bit higher. It's normal because they need the volume to make uh, the uh, unit economics uh, better. So, so the more and more we we help them to sell more to the consumers and the retailers, the better it gets. It's like a snowball, Pam. You know, down the hill. We are really in the beginning. The snowball is small, but it's growing and growing. So, I think that that's one of the challenges as well that that we didn't touch. Uh, and, and as a last words, I would say just just don't it's try to break the myth that just because it's healthy or free from sugar or free from anything and it's not good. Just, you know, just give it a try. If it's not good. All right. At least you, you, you tried it. I think uh, we as human beings, we, we need to make a little bit every day for the world to be better for us to be healthier. Uh, so I really, I, I genuinely believe that. So that's our mission here. Well, John, thank you so much for sharing your mission with us today. And I'm very excited to see what Tiffin's ends up doing, uh, moving into the future and just enabling all of this commerce to happen uh, really now online in Brazil as well. And hopefully you'll be expanding out of Brazil uh, in the future. I can Absolutely. just see you have you have the ambition. So I think that might be happening. But um, Brazilians are going to be rejoicing when they can find some healthy food choices. And um, your co-founder, Carol, was, uh, you know, the impetus for that to kind of start it. Yeah, this part came from her. Uh, I really want to appreciate. Uh, I appreciate your time, your, your invitation to us in name of the company and Tiffins. We are really glad to be here to be to be speaking in in one of the best podcasts about future and the food of future. So it's really an honor to us, Pam, uh, and your awesome host. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being with us, John. Well, Pam, I really appreciate your time uh, and the invitation. It was an honor for us, for Tiffins to be here, to be talking about the food, what we believe, our mission here in Brazil. And it's very much appreciated. You're an awesome host. And I hope the audience enjoys 
our subject and everything that we talked about, we have a genuine mission and purpose to make the world healthier, to make everybody healthier. And thank you so much for sharing that with us, John. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 